So welcome after a long break. We didn't have this long break over this time. We are doing that. But I think it was good for us and now with this fresh strength, we can start again. And uh, I needed probably this longer break to reflect or to think what to use as a next step. And uh, there are so many things, but well, it is difficult because all these great things like Letter of Divine Sand from John Climacus, Father David did. Isaacian, Father David did. Uh, John Cassian, Father David did. So he, uh, and uh, from Theophan de Recluse, spiritually, he did that. So he just took everything. It's difficult to choose some kind of like these, these treasures, what would help. And even when I choose the St. Mark ascetic, even this, he made videos from that. So it is, it is, uh, it was a really difficult decision, you know, what to do. But then even he, and it would be good for us if we check his website. Uh, there are videos he made on these short texts from St. Mark, because it can fulfill what we are going to talk about. But then I really, we had, we had Brianca, you know, we had, uh, we were thinking about texts from uh, Theodorus the Great. Both those works has this structure, they somehow, ex they're like ex uh, introduction to spiritual life. So it has some kind of structure, this doesn't have. These texts are about uh, the spiritual law and he reminds us in this short text somehow uh, uh, what what we have to, what can serve to our good in spiritual life if we remember these spiritual laws. So I thought that it would be not bad to go through this together for our parish, and uh, because it makes like uh, three minutes uh, like video on each text. And it, it's very good, I uh, recommend that and other things too for, from him. And, uh, but then I thought that we can add to this our formation class or book study, because it doesn't have like structure, that there is topic, one chapter about fasting, one chapter of prayer or something. So maybe it gives an opportunity that uh, we can all, there will be opportunity to ask questions. Well, don't abuse that, you know, don't try to like uh, find the, during week, the most difficult theological question for me. Not this way, you know. Things which are connected to spiritual life, which can enrich you and others. And uh, I think that we can, we can add this to our, this book study. We were doing that, there were discussions. But um, it was always connected somehow with the topic we were talking about. But these questions, if you have or uh, things you want to ask, it might be outside of the theme we, are, we will be talking about. These texts uh, from Mark Asetic are very short. And uh, uh, usually, 
uh, why they are so short? If you take Philokalia and these authors like Maxim the, uh, the Confessor, um, even Theodoros, we were, uh, or others, you can find that there is like this set of like short advices, wisdoms, and uh, you can we can ask why they don't write more about that. And the, the explanation I found is that those things, many of those things were not written by them, was written by their uh, uh, disciples, monks, and uh, usually what they did, they just did summary of some kind of reflection which was given to them. And the summaries became this collection of sayings of these holy fathers. So sometimes it is challenging, you know. At least I, I found very challenging to find uh, meaning of that saying. Uh, but after some research and and understanding from other fathers, so. I came with some kind of reflection of that thought, which can serve for benefit, but I am not trying to tell that it is like fullness, because, well, it is probably, I miss a lot of good points, but um, do what, let's receive what we can receive, okay? So let's start with God's help. Okay. Because you have often asked what the Apostle means when he says that the law is spiritual and what kind of spiritual knowledge and action characterizes those who wish to observe it, we shall speak on this as far as we can. Okay, so he starts and expresses that what is the point of this writing. And uh, he writes that those thoughts he's going to offer um, are his response to our demands from those who ask about spiritual law. Now, it was very common in this monastic environment, especially when he was growing, that young monks they they were coming to these elders, these like mature monks, and they said, Father, give me a word. It means give me some kind of spiritual uh, advice or wisdom. And usually they when they they said a word, this is some kind of uh, encouragement, and the monks were living trying to fulfill that. And uh, there is a very famous story, I think it was uh, monk uh, Pambo, Abba Pambo, uh, it is from his life that one monk came to another and he said, Abba, give me, give me verse from uh, scripture, because he was not able to read. And uh, that monk gave him a verse, he said, uh, this verse from Psalms, you know, that uh, we sing is uh, during during the presentation gives liturgy, uh, guard my mouth, you know about guarding what we are saying, and he started to say from this part, 
And after he said this verse, only one verse, the monk said, stop, you know, it's enough for me. And uh, after uh, several months, they met again, and so this elder asked this monk, so did you manage to fulfill the meaning of this verse? After two years, they met, and they asked, did you fulfill the verse? Well, this God's grace, from time to time, I'm able to keep that. And after like three or four years later, he asked, made, met, they met again and asked, do you keep the word? I said, now with many fasting, prayer, and with God's grace, I'm able to fulfill what this verse is doing. So this was the way how they approached how they approach that uh, uh, the verses of Bible verses um, and they took it literally okay this is the word of God this instruction from my life how to live and many times they were concentrated what they got God he got this verse and it was several years he was doing just just living these words and uh, and he reached perfectness through this this, this is amazing that, and they, and they say this many times that if you concentrate on one thing, for example, you concentrate it not to use vain words or to, to be silent. Through this practice, he reached other virtues too. He was trying to reach this goal, but through trying that, he was like, it's like, you know, I take this paper here in this point, I am elevating this point, so, but I am picking up whole whole page, you know, up. And uh, when they were doing that, these things, they were uh, realizing that there are some kind of um, rules, they, 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 uh, for example, they, you can learn, and we can learn from our experience that if we read, uh, if we eat too much, it's difficult to study, it's difficult to pray, it's difficult to whatever, to do some kind of spiritual work. So this is there is a spiritual law there. If you do A, so the result is B. And why they were trying to fulfill commandments so they they came to this understanding that well if I do this it is easier if I don't do this it's very hard to fulfill this commandment so slowly with each generation uh, it was like more and more this knowledge how to live spiritual life and uh, Many, like Mark says that it's like spiritual law, but not really. He, he means a little bit different. He, he has another component there. But many, many, they say this, uh, like in, in their advices, this is how does it work. You know, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, ignore these spiritual laws. One, what I repeat very often is like, the spiritual law is that if we are consumed by word, 
you are not able to receive knowledge from above. It's impossible. And this knowledge above it uh, has direct impact on uh, direct impact on uh, on uh, our life with Christ and our spiritual life. Bishop Milan, not Bishop Milan who was here, but Bishop Milan, different Bishop Milan in Slovakia. He was Bishop, my brother's Bishop, and for years he's doing uh, on Facebook, he has her own page, and it has named that Bishop Milan Answers. And people can send questions, and then gives answers. So every day there's like a lot of people that are like, he has so many followers, and yesterday was a question that one man asked him that he is feeling that like in in some in recent uh, like months several months he is feeling that his uh, life with Christ is down that that it is like dry it is without strength it is without zeal and he said I don't know what to do what is the reason. The bishop gave him a good answer, but at that time I felt like I know better. <laughs> no, this was like pride in me for a moment, but I, I realized that, okay, this is something what we are missing in this world, that this wisdom of the saints is forgotten, was forgotten. And because of that, we are trying, because Bishop gave good answer, but it's very general, that, okay, if I get this answer, I would agree with everything what he says, and not bad things, but there was one, uh, one thing, very important thing was missing, that in this case, it is the, the first thing you have to do is check, if you are not consumed by word, world. If you are too many things, if you are fully in the world, so then it is impossible that spiritual life can grow in you. You, it is, then religious life is something like external things for you. Prayer doesn't have like taste. You don't have any inclination to anything but the spiritual because your heart is filled with words, some something different is ruling your heart. And this is what what these holy fathers and we talked about that in previous like uh, our meetings. And and this is this is not what is uh, this diagnosis of these problems. You know, if you don't know the spiritual laws, you you can go into depression because you will be using some kind of tools what to do and you don't you are not able to remove anything from uh, from your life you know uh, or to return back to renew this seal and uh, so it is very useful for us to study that because in modern times or these times those things are forgotten and they are not reminded. And well, in I think that's a little bit 
fault that uh, for myself I many times during these years I, when I was studying that and you know it was very interesting that you spend like day doing something you know working on this make this preparation but studying for myself uh, what was amazing uh, it was happening like very very often that I was trying to understand some kind of topic you know which was represented by the text of a holy father and then uh, evening somebody came for confession and had exactly that problem and I, I knew that okay now I can tell the, par the person that holy father saying this and this said this and this and it works and people say well it worked you know and it is it is amazing I, and it is for me like confirmation that the saints are speaking to us they they want to help us uh, and it is worthy and it is good to to study what they are saying and this is the reason for even these are book studies to to learn the spiritual laws to this the spiritual dynamic all right in, yes in the in the world, we're always reinventing the wheel, at least in my company and other companies I've worked with. They, they're always trying to reinvent the wheel. And we just have to always, we always come back to back to the basics, back to the basics. Go, yeah. Don't try and change everything. There's already a working path. We just have to get back on the path. And we're always trying to find a different path, but we got to go back to the path that works. Exactly. Exactly. And Look, even this, uh, when we were talking before, uh, and um, you reflected that upon that, well, we are meeting for years now, and still it is that it's good that it is still alive, this group. So it is another confirmation that uh, it works. And, uh, yeah. and, I, and I see that, uh, that it, it's like, pleasure to see that somebody in discussion say what well send this sentence and said this I said good you know you are reading those things and uh, it it works you know that this one thing another thing is that um, it is our duty somehow to learn that because this belongs to our uh, our duty as a Christians if we want to go to heaven, if our goal is heaven, so we have to learn how to get there. And they offer us the path. All right. Somebody wants to add something? For those who are shortly here, was it beneficial for you to come? Not this one, but previous years. Yeah? Wouldn't be here now. I asked Lana because Lana, she was uh, like really made like huge effort. She was pushing me. When we are going to start again? <laughs> no, it was. She did it very nicely. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> she, but you made this push. Good. All right. So let's continue this text. Second, he starts. First of all, we know that God is the beginning, middle and end of everything good 
and it is impossible for us to have faith in anything good or to carry it into effect except in Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This is very interesting, like, um, message from him. And uh, in the very beginning, he wants to put, like, good, I think, fundament on which we are supposed to build our spiritual life. Because he says that God is the beginning, middle, and end of all, go- all what is good. So what is that good? And for sure, if we try, to, we can name a lot of good things which we can name in our life, what we see as a good. But for those monks, to our saints, it was clear that the only good they can see as a good, like like total, like goal, like perfectness, it, it is eternal life in Christ, eternal life in God, salvation. And uh, and they were aware that this salvation is only in God. So, if you want to try, and what he's trying to say that that if you are trying to to somehow to grow in perfectness, it cannot be done outside of God. Look, there were they were under influence, and they knew about it was very common at the time uh, this, uh, many, that they knew about these philosophers uh, of Greece. And many of, of them, they were trying to find way how to reach perfectness. But they were, were trying to reach perfectness, but outside of God. And uh, these monks, they, they, and St. Mark, he uh, really says that, well, uh, there, there is this um, uh, this relationship between our life and God's life, and and uh, um, God is like perfect law, peace. In Him, everything is perfect. And uh, we are invited to start this journey of purification of heart and mind to become more and more similar to him. And these virtues, as we call those things, which are good, uh, a measure of virtue we have is measure of our theosis. Theosis is this divination, you know, that that we are becoming like God. It is like center, central teaching uh, in um, uh, on the East, I would say, that that uh, what we are supposed, uh, what is goal of our life, how does it look? And uh, just for those who, uh, everybody understands this term? For those who don't know, I, I use very, my favorite uh, comparison, uh, <laughs> um, and it is that a theosis we can compare to process which happens with 
iron bar. If you can imagine iron bar, which is somewhere outside, rusty, dirty, cold. So let's compare this, this state of this iron bar to the beginning of our spiritual journey. So when we enter to spiritual life, it is like we put this iron bar to fire. This fire is God, God himself. So what happens? This bar in this fire starts to be warm. Then next step is that if we continue to keep this bar in this fire, so dirt is burned. If we keep it longer, so bar becomes like dark red, then really red, then white hot. And we continue, so this iron becomes like liquid. And if we continue, so this iron bar becomes fire. So it means that it's this state when you look and you cannot distinguish what is iron, what is fire. But still, iron stays iron and fire stays fire. But they are so united that it's, it's impossible, it would be impossible for us to distinguish what is what. And, and this is what is theosis. We are on this path of purification of heart and mind, and we are doing that in God and with God and using God's grace, non-stop growing in virtues, which makes us first heart, red heart, white heart, like a liquid. And the goal is to become fire, to become like God is. This is this is the this is the goal of our spiritual life, and this is that good, uh, what God offers us. This is the this is the gift uh, God gives us for our life, to become this fire, to help, to be partakers of this God's glory. And uh, so, we have to put this as a fundament. Which cause, which means that, uh, how, and how we are putting this fundament on our spiritual journey, it is our decision for our life. Do I really want to follow Christ? You know, this is question I have to ask every day, because easy answer is yes, really sure, I believe in Christ. I want to go heaven. I want to grow. This is this is our decision, but we, but we have to somehow renew this decision every day because without that, we would be like without any activity. And if we renew this every day, so then everything becomes like challenge because okay. I have to follow Christ. And we know this sun, next Sunday is about calling first disciples. And uh, they left everything and they followed Christ. And they knew almost nothing about Christ. 
what does it mean? And maintenance, we are in this position that we don't know really fully what does it mean to be, to, to live Christian life and we are learning as we go. God reveals always the next step for us. So it means we have to do it in faith in order to come and to gain this ultimate good God prepared for us. And we, and, and we cannot do it by ourselves. It's the synergy between us and God. And everything what we are doing, we just give thanks to God for His grace that He made us able to make any of these steps. So outside this grace, it's impossible for us to grow. You want something to add to this, or questions, or? Sometimes it's hard to step into that fire, though. Yes, it's it's uh, in the beginning. This fire is painful. You know, very painful. And uh, but and and this is why it is important to know these spiritual laws. Because many people, they go back a little bit and they start this spiritualized and they find it very hard. And they say, well, it's too much for me. But if they know that, okay, there are these phases of spiritualized, that, that we have some kind of suffering is a big part of our growing. And God uses that for cleansing us. If we have this faith, so we have hope that God's consolation comes after that. So we, it is not only some some suffering. You know. Who was, we were talking about that. I remember one priest said it during one lecture when we had meet some kind of convention or eparchy, but I think somebody from the group said this, that, the, that we have the worst advertisement for, for our faith. So do you do you want to feel miserable? Come join us. <laughs> now it was like because that that speaker who used that he said, "Well, what can you offer to those who are searching Christ? If they come and say and they ask you that, okay, how can I be Christ follower followers? I mean, say, well, deny yourself, take your cross, you know." <laughs> Uh, say no to many things, to pleasures. Don't eat too much. Don't drink too much. You know, it's better if you are hungry and thirsty. You know that, and then you are relatively ready to to really make some steps. So it's great advertising for our faith, but this is the truth. <laughs> but on TV, the pastors say that you get wealth and blessings tenfold if you give them money. They'll come back to you. I, from time to time, I was thinking that to change the mission. <laughs> well, th but in some way, they have truth. Because if you follow Christ, so you are experiencing this uh, divine providence. But they are wrong in one way. That God takes care of you. But always a measure which is <laughs> enough, not more, and not <laughs> in over.
but it is attractive. It is attractive, this promise. That's more. Lana, do you want Fapsi? It seemed to me that. All right. Everything good is given by the Lord providentially, and he who has faith that this is so will not lose what he has been given. This good, like message for the beginning, you know, like to build this, this. Uh, fundaments of our faith or our, our spiritual life. Uh, St. Mark says that we can count on uh, in this spiritual warfare that there will be help from above. It's God's providence which gives us to alive everything what we need to fulfill Gospels, commandments, what we need to for our salvation, and uh, we we know that from gospel that God is giver. We know that if two of you uh, ask something in my name, you will get it. It's promise. Uh, ask and you will receive. Now it will be opened for you, and. Uh, so there are, are many other places. And uh, it's a very important to reflect on these words. Uh, like, I want to spend more time reflecting these words because we heard them so many times that, that we became some kind of immune to that message which comes from these words. And uh, we just take it as a granted, but we are not able to really... Um, hold this message and to um, receive this message in the way that it would afflict our our life. And if we remember this this some kind of promise which God gave us, so it will give us courage in the time when we are going a little bit down when we are tired with this war, with some kind of temptation or passion. Because then, and usually we, we see ourselves at the time like very weak, almost not able to resist to these temptations or the state of our soul. How many times it happens that we feel like down and, and we cannot understand why it is and want to somehow to add some kind of zeal to our soul and it's, it's not like working and uh, at the time we have to realize that we are not alone and that God will give us and he gives us everything what we need for our salvation and if we don't remember that then what happens is that we easily we easily run away from this warfare, from this test which is coming. We don't persist in this uh, warfare. And, um, and this is danger for us because 
each test is each temptation which comes each this like battle spiritual if we if we handle that blessing is coming after there there is benefit for us through this we are growing and if we go back uh, because just we see only our own strength so we are losing uh, something and even we are damaging our uh, what we already built in our spiritual life this is what he says that well how it is in, uh, he will not lose what he has been given so it means that he if we, if we keep this in mind we are not lose what we gain before in other spiritual battles and we should trust this uh, wisdom of holy fathers and of saints uh, we try to we try to invite to our life because they they went through the same process through battles and difficulties and uh, we can see how it's turned in their life to good so we can we can have this this hope and if we act upon this hope so we are starting to gather our own experiences it's not that we we have some kind of knowledge from holy scripture from holy fathers from life of saints but this experience becomes our own experience our own property and this property this experience will hold us next time hold us next time and uh, and uh, will help us to to not only to go through that process but but will able us to have this trust in God's providence God's help and uh, again again it will repeat it will repeat again these are experiences that if I trust to God I have this confidence in his help then it is like it is a huge joy to see that okay this help came in amazing way again you know it's 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 something okay when you when you mentioned asking you shall receive he ends that section by saying if you in all your sinfulness know how to give good things to your you know your sons and daughters how much more will the heavenly father give the holy spirit yeah. to those who ask so this definition when he says everything good is given providentially it's not as the world defines good yeah it is a exactly. different kind of good and sometimes we get stuck in that at least i get stuck in what the world considers good and i miss out on the real good that god's trying to give me because i'm focused too narrowly narrowly um, yeah and i'm not thinking big enough well you are right and uh and many times we even see some things, events in our lives as a 
hard thing, difficult thing. What, I, what came to my mind, you know, that you said that how God, we, we see it through our understanding of you. I remember one meeting with uh, my bishop, Hirkar, who ordained me older, older, he's dead already. And I, I don't know how we had some conversation. About, I, I, I don't know what was the reason for the meeting, but I know that then we went to some kind of discussion, uh, spiritual, and um, and again, I don't know details. What I know is I told him that, Bishop, do you realize how many of these young priests uh, you ordained lost their fathers? I was at the time relatively young priest, I think. Uh, I was, I was really, I didn't have measure in my in my mind, so I was so bold to speak to Bishop, you know, on these matters. But at the time, I felt this this way because I was my father before one year before ordination, and among my uh, these guys who were in, I was in seminary, it was like several, and after that, again, it was like some wave of death in, in this families of prison and usually father was died. And uh, I told him that, well, this is some, it's not, it's not usual, you know, it's really that sometimes God takes these physical fathers to really let this priest know that who is the real father. And Bishop, I, I remember he was like for a few minutes silent. And then he said, you might be right. <laughs> well, it's not the rule. I want to say that if you have sons, don't be afraid of to, if they want to go to. <laughs> To seminary, it doesn't mean that you are going to die. You know, I talk to two fathers. You know, it's it's not this way. It's not the rule. It's not spiritual law. It might happen, but it didn't happen to you. Oh my! I, I didn't it happen to you. It happened to me. No, but it didn't happen to you when your son became a priest. You didn't die when your son became. A priest. Yeah. Well, but I remember death every day. <laughs> <laughs> You are right, but well, something is there, you know that. And why I said this, you know that, like, I have to admit that when it was, it was like a huge desire, you know. My, I saw my two cousins where they were ordained priests, and I saw them that they were serving liturgy together with their father. And I thought that it's amazing, and this was some kind of like one big wish I had and desire, you know, that I was looking forward that every one moment I would be serving liturgy together with my father. It would be like amazing. And it was not given to me. And, and uh, not only that, there were uh, one year after, during this year he died, we had to live rectory, you have to move. Oh, at the time, my brother went to seminary too, so it means that 
uh, after funeral three, it was uh, it was May and June July August we were home trying to move and set up all things then in September we went to seminary both of us my last year and brother's first year and my mom our mom stayed home alone and uh, so it was and there were other problems and I was asking that why why is this happening you know why is happening if and uh, well and then when you go back I realized that if these things would not happen to me I would be much worse priest than I am you know it was like correction of course because um, yeah Still, God has a lot of work with me, you know, to correct me all the time. But I think there's something with this general change of direction it was. And so if you look back, yes, it was. I, I see that as a, this tough situation, all everything will happen after it was good things from God. It was something that was gift for me for my brother. Well, who knows? All right, too much personal things. So let's go to another one. We are we are going too far too fast. <laughs> let's slow down a little bit. Steadfast, steadfast faith is a strong tower, and the one who has faith of Christ comes to be all. Okay, so this tower he's talking about, uh, this, you had to make a lot to be research on this, you know, because... Yeah, what? It's one of the, it's one of the no, yeah, but, but what does it mean, this strong tower? Why he compared it to strong tower? And what I found was that at the time, uh, they it was term for... Uh, for um, these walls around the city which protected the city against enemy. And there was this like tower, you know, that you were there and you saw enemy coming, you know, from distance and and this this fort fortification fortress, fortress, fortress you know fortification, yeah. fortification. fortification was a protection for those who were inside. So this is why he is using this term that faith is this fortress. If you have faith, we are like protected. We are inside of this protected place. And we can easily can recognize enemy who is coming. And we are protected even against attacks. And uh, but what is co uh, continues is yes. And the one who has has faith, Christ comes to you. Yes. And uh, so so this faith is uh, 
how he means that, I, I think the Saint uh, Simeon, the new, uh, new theologian, when he talks about faith, he says that faith is something what contains inside all God's commandments. That, um, uh, that, that that one who has faith has this um, knowledge inside of him that that everything what was said through Christ to us has meaning and uh, everything is necessary for our eternal life. So if he talks about this, if he compares faith to this tower, it's not just this some kind of this intellectual uh, conclusion. Yes, I believe God is, or Christ is God. It's not that faith which protects it. You know, it's 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 some kind of conclusion, but this real faith, living faith, is that when we are that we are uh, filled inside with this understanding that all right, everything what Christ said is the instruction for my life, how to go to heaven. And we might be not perfect in fulfilling that commandment, that we might be failing and maybe crying over our failures. Maybe we'll be filled with this holy sadness that we are not perfect yet, but we made this fundament we build this tower with this acknowledgement that this is the truth, that well, the, that faith, the, that our faith would contain this acknowledgement that 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 everything what Christ says is truth, and we fulfill that. Does it make sense what I'm saying? It's too complicated for me. And if you remember, I marked here what St. Ignatius said about that. He said that those who have this living faith in Christ, they are changing their relationship to this visible world and to uh, life on earth. The law of death uh, is, it's, I'm trying to translate, it's visible for them. They understand that, and uh, they are some kind of able to see beyond that horizon of this life. And uh, because of that, many things which were before priorities in our life becomes without any significance. Significance, and and. This is like test we can we can do uh, about our faith that Branchidon gives very good this this like criterion. If you are living faith, this living faith is changing your relations towards this visible world. And 
There was one video, I don't remember who was there, who was the priest speaker and who was that, who were asking questions. It just came to my mind that uh, there was like, he was talking about like this importance to, to really focus our life to Christ and to follow these commandments. And somebody in the end of lecture, somebody from audience gave questions. So you said that, well, this is how we are supposed to live. I, and he, the question was, like, but it means that whole practice can stop in the world. If you are concentrating on this, so there will be no progress in science, no new technologies and anything, you know, because we will be focused on that. And the answer of this lecture was, and what? And he got me at the time and said, yeah, well, if we are here in exile and we want to go to heaven, so if the progress is not done here, and what? You know, if I reach Christ, if I enter to spiritual life. So, doesn't, well, everything losing like significance. It, it is, it's like something that puts this, our understanding, this living faith, put, it really puts everything what was given to us through observation of this world, living this world, in this world, it's like trying to put it upside down. But this is what this living face does. This is why we are changing our relationship towards the world. Yes, we, we are fulfilling our all commandments. It means that we are through this involved in the world. For sure, this this person who works in some kind of laboratory or research center, the person is a Christian, so he does the best. But well, he doesn't put it as a goal of his life, because goal is Christ. So because of that, he's not upset if he's caught in the middle of the work, for example. He's ready to go, and this and what, you know, it's like, I remember this because then you read something like scripture and you think about, okay, if I am following that, and you find really areas of your life to change it, you know, details, and you have concrete things you are doing that. Now to change it, oh, it's painful. But you have to tell yourself at the time, and what? So this living faith and this criterion and this challenge and and I think that it becomes it was easier before in past. It was easier today we had the Slovak uh, study group, but we are doing brand channel again. So I'm repeating things for myself, and we were talking about fast today, and uh, well, we are complaining, for example, of fasting, this example, today so much, it's difficult, we are 
and we are worried about hunger, we are worried about if we are getting enough calories, nutrition, and you know, things. And I told him, well, if, it, if I look just to life of my grandparents, so they worked very hard on fields and uh, uh, grandfather, he, he had and then another like job um, uh, during night, uh, well anyway. So he, he worked really physically very hard, but like his diet, normal diet, not during great fast was mostly vegetarian and meat they had on Sunday. Usually, like Saturday evening, what was happening that uh, <laughs> that they found a chicken, you know, which is going to be killed and used for Sunday. I have to, I smile because there's a story that this was like we had chicken and the swine and ducks, you two and the rabbits home, a little farm. Everybody had that time. And I remember it was like joke which was repeating again and again. That Saturday evening, my mother and my father, they went like out and they were watching this chicken, which one will go under knife. And my mother, she, she was saying, well, she was choosing the, the weakest children, uh, uh, not chicken, the weakest chicken, yeah. because well, we, we kept this older for eggs later. So she said, well, this this looks a little bit sad. Maybe this one. <laughs> and this one, it, she meant her that it's weak. And my father always like said, if you think that it will make you happy, it, it, it will make it happy, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, Sometimes it's very difficult to translate yes. jokes, you know. <laughs> you can try and this problem. But what what means that but he was able and my grandparents were able to keep this great fast oh, and, and, and during a normal time, really and diet which we would see today like I'm going to die probably. <coughs> and and the reason is that we are under influence of all those like offers world of or gives us so we became spoiled so and but for them it was easier to keep this fasting because whole society was fasting this way and living this way for us to keep commandments and to really follow Christ it means we don't have support society it's going, it's like brutal, like pressure on us. And and many times we think, okay, it might be true that I should take care of my health, nutrition, know how what I am eating, everything. And and what society teaches us, don't spoil your body, pamper your body. And uh, and it's so difficult to go against this. So. We have to really fight and to make some kind of violence to understand what this living faith means. <laughs>